play continues. Here's Simmons. Shoots. Goal! Tipped in front. Simmons threw it in front. And the first goal of the NHL career for Kyle Clifford. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Trevor Moore picks up some speed to center, trying to get around, and he does pull it up to the net, scores! First National Hockey League goal for Trevor Moore, and it's 2-0 Toronto. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Well, it took the trading of Kyle Clifford to get me to listen to Brooks and Dunn, and I have to admit... I really like this song. Uh, it was the song that Kyle Clifford picked for his goal song, so I thought I'd throw it under this intro because, frankly, we all love Kyle Clifford. Sports is a funny little world unto itself, and when a player like Clifford gets traded, I'm always amazed and, frankly, quite pleased at how popular they are. Um, I said it plenty of times over the last 18 months or so, but there were more nights than not uh, where Kyle Clifford was, if not the best player on the ice for the Kings, at least the one that was worth what you paid to see. Uh, we'll get into it later, but Kyle Clifford is indisputably a real king. Uh, before we get into that and what he and Campbell meant for the Kings and evaluating the picks coming back, I spoke to Scott Wheeler from The Athletic about what Kings fans should expect from Trevor Moore. Joining me now from The Athletic, Scott Wheeler. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. It feels like we just spoke a year ago about the Jake Muzzin trade. Yeah, funny how that works when yeah. the trade deadline rolls around, eh? Here we are. Here we are again. And uh, the question I have for you uh, today is, what can Kings fans expect from Trevor Moore? Ooh, uh, they can expect a player who is always sort of working. I mean, I, I hate the term engine and motor that gets thrown around in, in the sort of hockey sphere. Um, but that's that's the kind of player that he is. He just never stops. He's a constant presence on the forecheck. He's one of the most uh, was probably the most impressive backchecker on this Leafs team. Um, just in terms of his ability to track the playback, he never actually. It, it's funny. I've talked to him about this before, but he was an undrafted free agent out of college, and in his college career, he actually considered himself to be kind of slow, um, and, and that has changed dramatically. He's now really quick. He plays fast. Uh, and that allows him with his other really sort of standout defensive skill to track the play back, to lift pucks off of players who are kind of not suspecting it when he's on the back check with a quick stick lift and that kind of a thing. Um, he's a constant presence on the cycle in terms of his energy and sort of racing around to, to apply pressure to opposing teams and then to win back possession and, and make a short little play. I, I wouldn't say he's a very talented player per se, um, he's got good hands and, and he can score the odd goal. He's got a, a good little wrist shot, um, but he's not going to put up big numbers. He's not a great playmaker as a passer. He's just a guy who is a, a really good presence on the four check, can make the odd play and, and plays a sort of fast, uh, hard game. And there's, there's room for those kinds of players in any organization. And I think he's a, at this point, a good sort of third, fourth line winger. I I don't like to fall prey to bias, but it happens. And I have to admit, when I heard about the trade, I pulled up his, you know, his profile pages on Hockey DB and Hockey Reference and Elite Prospects and all that, and I saw undrafted, five foot ten, hundred and eighty five pounds, twenty four years old, and I looked at the numbers and I just sort of shrugged and I went, okay, well, I know the league's moving towards 
smaller, faster guys, but that's awfully sh- small and not huge numbers. But then I started reading, you know, the message boards and Twitter and, and Toronto Maple Leafs and, and Marley's fans' reactions, and it sounds like the fans really, really like this kid. Yeah, he was definitely a favorite, certainly with the Marlies. When he was with the Marlies, uh, I mean, just to go back a little bit, but because he was undrafted, the Marlies have this habit every year of kind of going out and identifying one player that they think can kind of be a project for their development system. They did that with Justin Hall, who is now with the Maple Leafs, and they saw Justin's length and his athleticism and his skating ability and said, we can work with the rest of it and maybe build a build a decent hockey player there. And they did it with Trevor Moore and his sort of constant energy on the ice as well and tried to work closely with him to develop his other skills. And he just slowly worked his way up that Marley's lineup. He actually began on the fourth line. He used to play on a fourth line with Jeremy Bracco and Mason Marchman in his very first year in the league. Uh, and he was kind of in and out of the lineup. He was a fourth line guy. He was asked to just sort of be an energy guy and, and sort of play easy shifts out on the ice and not really be a liability and all that. Uh, and then th- that playoff run during his, uh, I believe it was his first or second season with the Marlies, they went um, on a deep, deep playoff run. And uh, he and, and that fourth line really, and despite the fact that they were technically the quote-unquote fourth line, were the Marlies' best line. And then Sheldon Keefe began to praise him. Sheldon Keefe was the Marlies coach back then before he got the Leafs job and just began to praise him and praise him and praise him and became such a big fan of his game. And then he worked his way in, in in the years that followed at the AHL. He worked his way up to the up the lineup until he was their first line right winger and played a little bit of left wing as well. And um, he just became this dominant sort of offensive presence who was always making something happen at the AHL level whenever he was on the ice. And ultimately, one thing led to another, and and he got that job. So he's he's been one of those sort of success stories in Toronto, right? a guy that they went out and and identified, and he's kind of became house money and found money for them and then obviously enough of an asset that the kings were interested in also acquiring him so um it's it's uh he, he he was definitely a fan favorite i think the the leafs one of the big criticisms about this leafs team is they have so much talent but they don't have all that many players that appear to be working all that hard when they're on the ice and guys who kind of bring it on every shift and they've got a lot of even their star level players like a matthews can come and go a little bit too much for for most people's likings and Moore was just one of those constants like you knew basically every night what you were going to get out of him and even when he's not sort of scoring goals or making plays and he's not on the power play he can be a guy who can be a sort of constant presence at even strength in terms of making things happen offensively and defensively and then he's also an option on the penalty kill so he became a bit of a fan favorite for sure. Now in that playoff run where they win the uh, the Calder Cup in, in 2018 um, he's second in the team in scoring on that playoff run. He's 17 points in 20 games. Um, Andreas Johnson, 24 points in, in 16 games. But, I mean, Grundstrom's on that team. Um, I know you already said don't expect him to put up points in the NHL, and obviously the AHL is a completely different game. A player I've seen him compared a lot to, and I grant you it's just you know immediate reactions, but it's to Blake Lazat. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with yep with uh, the little ball of skate, as they, people have been calling him down here. Um is that a fair comparison, do you think? Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, he, yeah, he's that, that same kind of player. The, his feet are always moving. You'll never see him sort of standing around. He it plays a little bit of I, I, what I always see love and see and love about Blake is that he kind of plays a little bit positionless. Like he's the kind of player who will skate across the ice four different times in a shift. <laughs> yeah. 
chasing someone down or he's trying to make something happen. And Trevor's the same way. He's just all over the ice. You'll notice him a lot. Um, I'm not sure how effective that is sometimes. I think there's something to be said about players who can sort of stand around and conserve energy and still have the same kind of outcomes as a player like Trevor Moore. But you can't fault his you can't fault his effort and um, he, he's certainly a, a in terms of little ball of energy. That's certainly what he is. And I would say I would add that despite the fact that he's five ten, he's he's stronger on his skates than than you would probably think he is. Like he's not the kind of player who gets pushed around and knocked over, and you don't see him pulling himself up off the ice all that often. Like he he can hold his own along the board. So. Uh, that that sort of low center of gravity and all that helps him kind of <laughs> yeah I, flying along the board. I read uh, about his strong uh, board play, and apparently he is known for having a uh, broad posterior, shall we say, when it comes to the low center of yes. gravity. So <laughs> yes, he is. Well, that's great. Well, thank you again, Scott. Uh, appreciate it. Cheers. No sweat. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Joining me now, all the way from South Carolina, <clears throat> my dad. How you doing today, Dad? Good. How are you, Jess? I'm good. Now, for those uh, listeners who are not aware, you and I have this ritual. It's not exactly a game where uh, when the Kings make a move, uh, it's a race to see who can call the other one and exclaim, did you hear the news? Now, I've had the upper hand on you for <laughs> the last five years. Yes, yes I'd, I'd say it's about 100 to nothing. Yeah, well, I get the emails <laughs> that let me know what's happening. Um, yeah. But you, you came in with a big win last night uh, as, as my phone rang uh, right as I was hearing the news. Um, of course, we're talking about we're talking about the trade of uh, Kyle Clifford and Jack Campbell to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Trevor Moore, a third round pick and a conditional pick, uh, which could be a third rounder or a second rounder. Now, obviously, you've been a, a Kings fan as long, if not longer, than I. Um, what were yes. your, what was your initial reaction to the trade? Um, well, <laughs> you know, I was actually about to go to bed, and I was literally going on Twitter just to see if um, just to see if the Iowa results had actually <laughs> ever come in. Right? Okay, because <laughs> I thought, oh, you know, so when I wake up, sure. whatever, just you know, just last second going yes. to bed, and then the first thing I saw was this trade thing, and I I was like, what? That can't be right, so that's why I called you, even though I was dead tired. But um, yeah, I was just totally, I was just totally shocked, and I don't know why. We're all expecting trades. I guess I just wasn't expecting. And I, you know, I always say to you, like, I, I wish they do a blockbuster, you know, multiplayer. (laughs) But I wasn't thinking Clifford and Campbell for some guy I never heard of, which doesn't mean he's not good and all that. I just was like, what? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, look, we've said it a million times, we'll continue to say it, but, you know, happiness is measured by expectations, and I think I think we all knew that a goalie had to be moved, and yes. and I had yes. said even during the summer before Peterson had even signed his three-year contract that he's currently on, I had said to Dave Joseph this summer, there will be some backroom agreement <laughs> whereby Peterson is allowed to spend the bulk of this season, if not the entire season in the AHL. And then eventually Campbell or quick will be traded. And I assumed it would be Jack Campbell just for contract reasons. And yeah. So, I mean, we all, we all saw that one coming, but yeah, I don't think anybody saw Clifford coming. No, that was, that was the thing. Exactly. If you said they traded Campbell to Toronto, which seemed obvious, they just, 
the goalie went down. They're talking yeah. like they don't have a they don't have a lot of confidence on their backup goalie. So that seems like a perfect fit. I suppose, you know, we all thought well maybe it'll be quick and then they'll get a better return and then we'll have these well, two not, young guys. Not all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not all of us. But then you know, realistically and logically, you're probably quite right, Campbell. As much as we all, we all like him, seems like the logical choice, especially with. I don't know, is the Seattle thing this year or the next year? I guess the next year. So I, we might as well get this out of the way because I see a lot of people, you know, who can't wait to interject the Seattle thing into the conversation. It's next summer. Um, it's next summer. But I mean, that was But even why, so. Yeah. But I mean, that's why one of them had to, well, the, one, one of them had, had to go because you can't have three goalies. <laughs> um, no, exactly. And, and one of them had to go anyway because clearly you've got a kid in the minors who absolutely needs to be on the team yeah. and you can't be carrying three goalies. So, I mean, that was a, you know, that was going to happen. And, you know, look, we were lucky Campbell turned out to be as good as he did. So that was great. And um, so that's too bad, but that was to be expected. Clifford, I know people are saying he was one of the potentials and other teams would want him, but he was also the one that kept saying, we'll never trade yeah. Clifford. <laughs> and, and I read somewhere, you know, someone t- tweeted that if you just, don't think about it emotionally and think about it logically. You know, a third round pick's a pretty good pick for Clifford. You know, yeah, no, it, really, it is. And and I want to get into the logistics of the trade, but first, I really do want to spend some time. I mean, I hate to be maudlin about it, but I really do want to spend some time saying goodbye <laughs> to Kyle Clifford um, because I I just started thinking. You know, there was a conversation behind the scenes um, of King's employees trying to decide, okay, what's going to, you know, sorry, digital, but trying to decide what goes into the highlight packages, what goes into the, right, you know, the videos that are going to play his first game back at Staples Center. And the first thing that leapt into my mind was his rookie season in the playoffs when Andre Kopitar was out with an ankle injury and he and Simmons and Richardson exploded out of nowhere. And yeah. and it was this hor you know it was this real bummer. Kopitar had gone down. They'd made the playoffs the year before after missing it for eight years in a row. They go up against San Jose in the first round, and I looked it up. And Clifford Richardson and Simmons combined for uh, five six goals. Excuse me. Clifford had three goals, two assists, and five points, playing thirteen minutes a game in that six game series. And for those of you who don't remember, they lost Game Six at Staples Center with Joe Thornton sliding yeah, no. <laughs> sliding across the ice. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, you and I were there. Um, yeah, grumbling, but but so that was ten years. I mean, that was ten years ago. Yeah, or nine years ago, I suppose. But this is his tenth season, and I thought, my gosh, like it's been that's a long time for a, especially for a fourth no. liner. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's right. It is a long time, and he was great, and I guess. It, Listen, it's really sad. We all love him. But this, you know, as someone said, too, these kind of guys do get traded, right? Yeah, absolutely. got traded a bunch of times. You know, we like Simmons. He got traded. This, You know, Nordstrom got traded. And it's always horrible and sad. But in the end, they're in a, they're not going to be, well, I don't think they're going to be very good for a couple of years. <laughs> and You're talking so, about the Leafs or the Kings? <laughs> the Kings. You know, the Kings. The Leafs, I'm not sure about. Yeah, I tr- I try and watch their games on Santa Rice, but um, I-, I can't. You know, they've obviously got some great players, but somehow, but uh, who knows? St. Louis, you know, in the Kings game eighth and yep. won the cup, so you never know. Um, but the Kings are not going to be very good, I think. And so, 
I suppose we need to expect a lot of this to happen. I, I don't know who Trevor Moore is. I'm not sure the point of this trade, this particular trade, um, except that he's from Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to get to that in <laughs> so a second, be- too. But one, two final points on, on saying goodbye to Kyle Clifford. Um, in his 10 seasons in L.A., he plays 660 games. That's 11th all-time in King's history. <laughs> wow. Like, that's crazy. Um, yeah. He scored 60 goals. That's 55th all-time in franchise history. Uh, 129 points, 67th all-time in franchise history. And 819 penalty minutes, also 11th all-time in franchise history. Um, yeah. I had forgotten, going back, I was trying to look over his career, I had forgotten that he only played really two games in the 2012 Cup run. He got hurt like instantly in game right. one against Vancouver. He gets crushed in the corner there. Um, yeah. But, but oh, of course, yeah. he assists and... Uh, is driving to the you know to the the net when Martinez scores the uh, the double overtime goal in 2014. So well, here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, and you'll appreciate this. <laughs> Will I? In about in about mm, 30 years from yeah. now, <laughs> some yeah. some kid is going to have a father, and <laughs> that father's going to be getting old, and the kid's going to want to give his father. A King's jersey. <laughs> and it's going to be a... And he's going to say, who is your favorite player? Right. And he's going to say Clifford. And that's what's going to happen. Like, you gave me the Provo yep. jersey. Because yep. that's the kind of thing... That's the kind of guy Clifford is. Right? I don't know that he... he trading him away is not going to make or break whether the Kings make the playoffs anytime soon. But he is going to be one of those people that everybody remembers. And you'll see jerseys. And that's that's what will happen. I was stunned and in Toronto. Many... Hopefully, he'll, he'll he'll be good in Toronto. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I mean, he's only twenty nine or thirty. I can't remember yeah. which, but I mean, he could play another five, ten years. But um, he could. Now, on the other hand, is he an unrestricted free agent? He is. He could come back. <laughs> That's the other. Well, yeah. I don't. Everyone says that, and I said to you last night, like everyone says that on every team, right? Like, yeah. oh, that guy was. But has it ever happened? Like, has anyone actually ever come back? I think Perron in St. Louis might be the only one. Okay, so one guy in however many years this has been going on. So I don't know about that, but I'm not sure that Toronto will keep him. No, well, <laughs> Toronto's, uh, <laughs> they've got some, they've got big, no disrespect to Kyle Clifford, but they have bigger fish to fry in the offseason than yeah, worrying, than worrying about their I mean. like he, This may truly be a... Um, they think he can really help them get to the cup, and I think he probably might be able to. But at this point, they're on the cusp of even being in the playoffs. I think. Well, so that so we'll jump out of order here. But I did write down what the ultimate impact is on our rooting interests as fans. Um, yes. <laughs> so because because of the way the draft picks allocate now, uh, previously I had been rooting for Toronto to miss the playoffs just because I thought it would be very funny. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but but now. In order to get the best pick possible, we we need Columbus to miss the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, though they're currently in a playoff spot, right? Because we have their third round pick for, for the 2020 ah. draft. So we need them to miss the playoffs to marginally Im- increase the, the order of the right. draft. We need Campbell to win well, six games and the Leafs to make the playoffs, right? Which turns next year's pick into a second round pick. But then huh. next year we need Toronto to miss the playoffs and be terrible <laughs> to to increase the value of that pick. 
<laughs> right. So, okay, well, that's easy. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. And what am I supposed to do about Montreal and Kovalchuk? I don't want them to win. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. That's that's between every even listener though and I'm a, personal god. Yeah. You know, even though all my life until coming to L.A., I was a Habs fan. But not anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. <laughs> not after 93, right? <laughs> no. Well, no, not after 88, really. Yeah. Um, um, or even 87. <laughs> the other uh, the other member of this trade I want to talk real quickly, but not too much because, uh, you know, I always say happiness is measured by expectations, but I also always say never fall in love with a backup goalie. Um, well, that is, that is true. And, <laughs> no, I mean, look, you're, you were right. Look, that, that one isn't – yeah, it's too bad because, okay, we like him and you're right, don't fall in love. But the truth is, like you said, he was going to be traded. Yeah. It's just just – if you have a guy, uh, and look, it happens in all sports at all, right? If you have a, two quarterbacks, but you're, you know, your number one draft choice is the best quarterback to come out of, uh, you know, wherever. Well, you trade one. That's just life. The, so that was always going to happen. The the circumstances for the perfect backup goalie situation have to yeah. be a guy who is not good enough to earn a starting job somewhere else. But not, right. but not bad enough to not be your reliable backup. And you have to find a human being with absolute, with enough ambition to become a professional athlete and succeed and excel, but not enough ambition, right, to to, to <laughs> demand. I mean, it's just an impossible calculus. It's 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 a really hard one. The professor was probably the best bet, but maybe he wasn't quite good enough. Well, and how many games did he actually play in a king's uniform? Like nineteen or something? I mean, yeah, not that many. <laughs> like not that's, that many. That's why I say. I mean, listen, Jack Campbell. I mean, I I have said this sort of jokingly, but it's it's practically true. If you say his name out loud in a hockey rink in Southern yeah. California or or Dallas or any of the places that he's played. There will be people who will fight to get in line to say nice things about him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. really it's crazy. Like, I've, I've jokingly called him the Tom Hanks of the hockey world. Yeah, but people can't. Guy. People cannot wait to tell you what an incredible guy he is. And so, at some point, you just have yeah. to take it on faith that he is, in fact, this one. No, and, guy. and look, he may have been. He might actually be the perfect backup goalie or one-two goalie because I think he's incredibly grateful that he's actually got a second chance yeah now maybe at some point i guess everybody really wants to be the guy but you know who knows and that's why at some level i thought well, if you trade quick you've got these two kids but i guess ultimately it's going to be peterson and that's just you know and and at some point we're going to hopefully be you know for the next 10 years this will be the guy and we'll everyone else will just be history so you know I mean that in the good sense of the yeah. word history, right? yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, you know, it'll be like, okay, yeah. Um, so I guess he was going to have to go and it's too bad, but on the other hand, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Peterson. So, um, it reminds me a bit you know, of so the, great. uh, it reminds me a bit of the Jack Johnson trade in that when, when you know, it was, I think it was Johnson and a first for Carter, or maybe it was Johnson and yeah. for Carter and a first, I don't remember, but, but nobody thought about, the minutes that Voinov would get with Jack Johnson being out of the lineup as part of the trade. But of course that, oh, right. that can be. And so you're hundred percent right. Peterson now gets an opportunity. Um, yeah. And I think it'll be NHL. exciting. Yeah. Right. So now we'll have something to be excited about. Um, and I think the team will have something to be excited about. I, it'll be interesting to see how the, 
team kind of responds, I guess. It, I imagine it's not fun when a guy like that gets traded, but, no. but, but, you know, they must all figure someone, you know, this can't be the only one, one would think. So I, I don't know, it must be tough in the dressing room, but I don't know. I was sort of shocked, but I guess the more you think about it logically, it's, I don't know. I'm not sure about trading Clifford, but I, I guess it can't hurt. I guess that's the bottom line. It won't make a difference. We're not going to make the cup. He's not going to make the difference between whether or not we win the Stanley Cup or make the playoffs anytime soon. No, and and at some point, <laughs> you know, whether or not he comes back, uh, I was can't remember if it was you or or somebody else I spoke to last night, but somebody said, um, you know, you can only be in last place. <laughs> Like you right, can't. no, exactly. That's what I, that's what I said. You're like, yeah. they like trading away. People are like, oh my god, you're trading. It's like, well, we're already in last place. Yeah. So <laughs> the teams like we can't get worse. Yeah. I mean, we could get worse like Detroit, but we're not that bad. No. You know, and Peterson's a great goalie. He's going to steal some games. We still have uh, some incredibly great players. I mean, whether they're having the greatest years or not, whatever. You know, they're still. You know what I mean? Like, we still have Kopitar, Brown, Dowdy, you know, Carter. To like, we have good, still have good players. There's just the whole team as a whole just isn't that good right now. But, yeah. um, you know, and there's a lot of young kids, and they're, you know, so I, but I think Peterson will be exciting. And maybe there's Trevor Moore kid, it'll be good. Well, that's and the. He'll bring people to the game. <laughs> I don't know about that part, but the, the 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 part that sort of had me flummoxed for a, for a moment until I started looking into Trevor Moore was you know when yeah. when they traded Muzzin, you at least right there was Grundstrom and you could watch Grundstrom whether he was on the rain or he yeah. got called up and he did and and you could be invested in the new face and you could say oh yes. this is new this is fun. Um, you know, and Jersey was having his, you know, time out in Guelph and, you know, then there's the draft and you've got Bornfoot and all of a sudden you've got three new things to pay attention to. Yes. In this trade, it's really hard, even though you can logically say, well, okay, a third round pick and potentially a second round pick, that's a really good return. I like that. Those, you know, that could, you know, Tyler Toffoli was a second round pick and so, okay, great. Maybe. But it's not. But there's nothing to watch, right? You, you just. Well, we watch Trevor Moore. I mean, maybe it'll turn out to be good. Well, so that's that's why I bring it up. He was uh, undrafted, yeah. but from Thousand Oaks, uh, he won the Calder yeah. Cup in 2018 with the Marlies. Uh, Grunstrom was also on that team. Uh, he won the NCHC yeah. tournament in 2014 with the University of Denver. Um, so that's okay. two. Two winning experiences right there. He was named to the uh, all-rookie team, the NCHC all-rookie team. Uh, named the F- NCHC forward of the year, 2014-15. Now, I confess my knowledge of collegiate hockey is not strong. So I know that NCHC is a conference within the the larger umbrella yeah. of NCAA hockey. But I don't know how competitive the NCHC is compared to some... But whatever. But, <laughs> but so far, this is following... My general rule of thumb, I always say to you, which is, I don't know about statistics and awards and everything, but I always figure if you get an award, you're probably pretty good. <laughs> yes, and if you win <laughs> wherever you go, yeah. Yeah, then you're probably, you know, pretty decent. Like I say, if you if you come first statistically, you're probably pretty good, and if you come last, now nah, you're probably not so good. Um, other than that, who knows what it all means? But here's a little something you would have never thought of. Okay. Um, so... Um, I, I, you know, I see empty seats when I watch on TV, right? Yeah, I don't and know what you're talking I, about. I, I, <laughs> yeah, well, 
and I think our season tickets slightly down. Slightly. So, yeah, slightly. So they need to be, you know, you need to have people come in. So when I ran the theater, um, one of the things that we used to always try and do, I told this to your sister the other day who's doing a play, um, that one of the things you try to do was have a play that had, you know, 10, 12 characters, figuring that each actor would <laughs> sure. bring right, four or five you know, people. Sure. Well, hopefully 10 or 15, right? And that could keep you, that could keep a run sure. going. <laughs> sure. But yeah. So this is what I figure with this trade, right? This should increase attendance. That right? <laughs> <laughs> guy's got to bring in somebody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that bringing in yeah. an extra 12 people into a building that seats, you know, <laughs> 18,000, but you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be 40 people. Who every, knows? every little bit uh, helps. Every bit. Exactly. Every bit helps. You know, parking, that's a couple of cars, you know. <laughs> Hot dogs, so sodas, that, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That could be part of the reason this trade went down. I don't know. Well, everything, uh, I mean, uh, obviously this is not a, this is not an uh, expert in-depth analysis, but everything I've read on the, on the uh, message boards and on Reddit and, you know, all the fan sites, you know, I, full disclosure, I haven't gone to bed. <laughs> it's uh, <Yeah. laughs> 6.30 in the morning and Yikes. I'm still awake from last night. Um but every the Leafs fans seem to really like this kid. Yes, I, I read a couple of things, and that is good. And you know what else? May, I said this last night, and maybe it has nothing to do with anything, and it's just stuff that fans say. But, you know, I thought, well, look, Clifford's, he's done incredibly yeoman service. He's obviously a great guy. He's well-liked. He's an unrestricted free agent. Maybe if you're Blake, you go, look, let's, let's you know, this team's going, they're really not, going anywhere for a couple of years. And so let's give him a chance. You know, why don't we send him to close to home and play near his family? And, um, you know, maybe he can help him win a cup or something and he'll, you know, give, give him, you know, I don't know if that stuff goes into trades or not, but it absolutely you know. does. And I don't know that we ever needed proof for this sort of thing, but when they traded Kemper, um, Right. In one of the rare occasions that I actually <laughs> felt like I wanted to ask um, an athlete or a member of the front office a question, I asked Blake, yeah, know, pointedly, was this a favor to Kemper? And he said, yeah, basically, you know, they wanted to yeah. give him a shot. And and I don't know that it would have been the same situation with Clifford, but he's an unrestricted free agent. Like you said, he's from Air, Ontario, which is what, an hour away yeah. from Toronto, give or take? It's somewhere in the general vicinity. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, he would have been a Leafs fan growing up. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, so, and I and look, I think the other thing is that most of the GMs, a lot of the hockey ops business guys, they're all ex players, right? Most of them. And yeah. most of them, they all, a lot of them got traded, so they understand better than we do. And mm -hmm. I could see someone going, you know, let's look. This guy's been great, and he deserves, you know. You know, it's a shame to see him go. We don't want to let him go, but he's going to be unrestricted. You know, we're trying to rebuild, and we've got kids, and so you know, let's let's give this guy a chance to go to a a team that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I don't know if they are, but they're <laughs> supposed think, to be. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> Uh, let's, yeah. let's talk real quick about the uh, the draft pick return because my initial reaction when I heard about the trade, and admittedly, I should never tweet when i'm when i'm in the midst of it of an emotion um yeah but the first thing i i read was okay it's clifford and campbell for trevor moore who i i'd never heard of before um 
a third round pick and a conditional pick. And in a trade involving a fourth liner and a backup goalie, I assumed that the conditional pick meant not anything real. Right. Right. I figured it was like a seventh that could turn into a fifth, a sixth that could turn into a fourth, you know, like who knows. Um, Yeah. Then I found out that it was a third and a conditional third, which made me think, okay, it's one third. And if they win the cup, they get a second third round pick or something like that. Uh, what yeah, I did no. no, what I found out later, uh, I should have waited before I reacted. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> is that What's the fun of that? It, well, no, exactly. But if Jack Campbell wins six games and the Leafs make the playoffs, it's a second round pick. And is it six games this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, if they play him, um, I, I how many games are left? Thirty. Yeah, basically thirty something, thirty five or something. So that seems really doable. I mean, it's a it's it's funny, right? It's not a huge number, but he's not going to play every game. No, I don't know how bad Anderson is if he's coming back soon or something. But Toronto's um, played fifty four games, so they have what twenty eight left. Oh, they played that many. Gee, yeah, um, yeah, twenty eight. That's good math. Yeah, thank you. Twenty eight. <laughs> so if he now did they release their other goalies? Um, Did they presumably they must have sent? I mean, I well, if, if Anderson's on the injured, I mean, I know Hutchinson played last night and apparently didn't do well. Um, yeah. So if Anderson's on the injured reserve, and I don't know that he is, I suppose I should. Um, but look, they're twenty eight, nineteen, and seven. Yeah. So I mean, they are That's a good record. Yeah, six games out of twenty eight. No, it's just how many games he gets to play. That's all. yeah. And if the he other, can play uh, six, 15, if he can play 15 of those 28 because Anderson's hurt, then, yeah, he's got a good chance to win six of them. Yeah. So it's really just well, – and and what else do they have to do? They have to make the playoffs? Yeah. Or if Kyle Clifford resigns with the Maple Leafs, it turns into a second-round pick. Oh, it's okay. one, one or the other. But either way, if you had told me – if you had, yeah. if you had broken it down into two separate trades and you had said either one of them would get a third round pick, I'd have been fine, right? Yeah. Like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then if you told me that the other one, right, whichever take your pick, right? Let's say Clifford, they said Clifford traded for a third round pick. I'd go like, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. And then if you told me Jack Campbell was traded for a second and a prospect, yeah, well that'd be a hell of a trade. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I, I, and that's it. I suppose when you really analyze it, it's not so bad. The only other funny thing I, I saw was why we retained half the salary, unless Toronto's right at the cap or something. Um, they are, and I guess money's <laughs> money's is, not an issue for the Kings. No, I mean not really. <laughs> it, it seemed like what? <laughs> there, but I guess it's not that. No, there will no doubt be a tweet or an article or a mention in somewhere that lists once again how much dead cap money the Kings have. Right. You know, they're paying oh. Fanuff and Richards and Kovalchuk and, right. you know, Matt Green and three coaches. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> somebody will point out yeah. how much money the Kings are spending on people that no longer work for the Kings. And so now you can right. add. <laughs> half of Kyle Clifford's <laughs> salary is that. Yeah, but at least it's only for a month, so yeah. two months or whatever it is. So yeah. That's not not a big deal. I just thought that was sort of funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I guess the more we talk about it and the more I think about it, I, I guess it's just sad to see him go. But other than that, but I think in terms of hockey, 
it's probably a pretty decent trade. And it'll just be, again, a player we love is gone. And listen, I'm almost 70, so I've seen a lot of players I love go. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> you know, surprised from at a how... lot of different teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I was just surprised at how emotional—not just me, but how, how emotional. Like, you know, he's a fourth line guy on a hockey team in LA, right? How yeah. how popular could he be? But nope, turns out super popular. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's why I say that's why I say in thirty years from now, yeah, you'll see old men like me wearing Clifford jerseys. Yeah, um, you know, who were young when you know, like if you started watching when you were. 15 and now you're 25 you know that's your favorite player yeah um and he will be you're right like i say just like i wear number 14 provo because yeah i love bellavo and richard and burn boom boom and all those guys i mean i love them but you know there was just something special about provo he was a fourth line or third line guy that was a clifford type of guy yeah and you know so i think that's what's gonna happen and you know it's sports right <laughs> Yeah, I remember Jesse when <laughs> Russ Jackson and Ron Lancaster. <laughs> I have no idea where you're were my two about. favorite players on the Rough Riders. <laughs> ah, the Ottawa Rough Riders, of course. Yeah, the um, one of the one of the two Rough Riders on Canadian football. <laughs> but just to give and an a, trade one, <laughs> just to give an idea of how good this trade could work out, and I'm not su- supposing that this is how it will. But just hypothetically, yeah. Jonathan Quick was a third round draft pick, and Tyler Toffoli was a second round draft pick. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's that. Well, look, they weren't. You're not going to get a first round pick for a fourth line guy or a backup goalie who's 29 or however old Campbell is. I think they're both about just, it, the same. Yeah, you just you know that just isn't going to happen. So you'd be lucky to get a second round pick. And I think you're right. The fact that they actually got a third, maybe a second, and a prospect. You know, they have a guy to come in and take Clifford's place. So it won't be Clifford, and that's not the same, but. You know, maybe this guy is really good, and maybe you know, maybe we'll all end up. And is he unrestricted, or has he got? He's years? got one more sure. year, one more year left after this one at seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Okay, so you know, it's it's sort of horrible to say, but it is sports. What would Cliffy in his new contract, right? He'd want right a couple of million. I don't know. Um, you know, two million. I would think at least. I mean, Trevor Lewis makes two million dollars a year on his current contract, and he's yeah what, four years older, three years older than than Clifford, and yeah, you know. So he'd want two or two and a half, which isn't a a whole lot of money, and you're only saving a million. But you know, the way the world works now, a million here, a million there, and you can get yourself a decent free agent, or or be able to make a trade for someone maybe you couldn't do. So well, and I think know, it's, all in all, yeah, and. I mean, look, who knows how it'll shake out. There still may be more trades to happen. But even if we left it right here for the rest of the season, you, st- you still can't call up half of Ontario. You know, no. like, so a no. guy like Trevor Moore, you leave him in the Kings lineup and you don't have to have six rookies. Um, no, and look, I, you know, you and I talked at the beginning of the year and as as I think you said, this is not a rebuilding year. This is a shifting the chairs year where you're just trying to see, you know, how the furniture should go and which furniture should stay. And, and that's really all you're doing. So, okay. So now they figured out the goalies, right? Yes. No, which absolutely. Is, which is, if you think of Lombardi saying, right, that's how you build a team. Yep. So now, so they figured that out. 
and um, you know they figured out they're, they're you know they keep calling up Gunston Luff, right? To, yeah. Other JD, right? To figure out which of these guys is or isn't. And I was watching the rain game the other day on you know the hockey night, and you know I hate to sort of toss people's names out like this, but I guess it's life. Right, there's people that have come up and, and knock them up that you go, okay, they saw them. Presumably, Ledoux, people, you know, aren't mm-hmm. going to be kings, right? right. They, they've watched them, they've given them their chance, and maybe he'll get called up someday, but it would appear. And so that's what's going on. So at some level, this trade at least fixes the one thing that should now be good for years. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. now they can start looking at the defense. And going, okay, which of these guys? Is it McDermott? Is it Roy? Is it Walker? Is it Mikey Anderson? Is it, uh, you know, Ledoux? However many other people there are. There's like nine <laughs> defensemen on Ontario. Nine, yeah. Are we trading Martinez? Do we want him, you know, to keep him to mentor the, you know, we have so many young kids. You know, maybe we shouldn't trade Martinez because we need a guy like that. Or or is it time, you know, the, so hopefully that's by the end of the year. And that's all I've ever really hoped. Is that they would they will be figuring this stuff out, and so trying to analyze each trade in a way is it's hard because well, and, it's not. And you need years to look back and see how it all. And you, exactly, yeah. we're not trading the way Toronto's trading. No, anymore we used to, and that was fun. But that's not what we're at. <laughs> So, right. so before <laughs> you should not trade to make the team, you know, um, real competitive. Right. Well, hopefully someday. Yeah. Um, yeah someday. So, yeah. But I mean, not, not right, right now. Not, not tomorrow. Um, yeah. So before the season started, I asked 10 questions. I put forth the 10 questions that I thought were the most interesting, important, whatever questions facing the Kings. Um, at the 53, 54 game mark, wherever we are right now. I didn't think we'd have this many answers. So here's the answers that we already have from those 10 questions that I threw out. Uh, how many games is Bjornfoot going to play in? We figured that one out really quickly. That was the first one, right? Real he's quick. in under. Uh, the yep. third question was, what's going to happen to Ilya Kovalchuk? Well, he's gone. That We got our answer there. Um, yeah. <laughs> the sixth question was, is Adrian Kempe a second-line center? Nope, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which Anze Kopitar do we get? Uh, we we're back to maybe not point a game on Jay Kopitar, but we're back to, you know, number one yep. center two way, like he's having a good year. And then the yep. last one, which I assumed would be the last one answered or among the last ones, but is what happens with the goalie triangle. Yeah. Well, and we <laughs> got an answer there. And then exactly. questions that may yeah. still be answered uh, the rest of this season is what happens to Tyler to Foley? Yes, exactly. That so. is, that's it. Pretty much the last one, or Martinez. Yeah, but but and I forgot about Bjornfoot. Yeah, so we have a bunch of good prospects, and and the Kovalchuk thing. Yeah, that was that was right in the beginning of the year. They figured that one out right fast. And I'm not with all these people that are going, "Oh my God, he's so great in Montreal. Look at him. Why did we trade him?" I, I've been watching the Montreal games. They're a different kind of team. They're also not making the playoffs, and. He, he, you know, he's just Kovalchuk. He has incredible skill. It doesn't seem to work on a team. But the one thing he is, I would pick him first of anybody in the league for a shootout. Yeah. My God, he's good. Yeah. No, I mean he's physically. <laughs> he, I mean nobody ever contested the fact that he is physically gifted. Yeah, and honestly, if this were the olden days, like when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. and when there were six teams they, and four of them made the playoffs. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, and uh, because a lot of teams, it isn't the guys on the fourth line never played, right? But teams, a lot of the teams pretty much played three lines and then had a guy that did penalty killing and and Montreal was so good they could have a guy that just did power play, you know, uh, I mean, played other shifts. But, you know what I mean? They had, it was like three lines and then you had guys that, and so if I was a team and I looked at my rig schedule and saw, you know, last year we had mm, 20 ties. <laughs> I think we'll get Kovalchuk. He won't play. Right. But if we end up in a shootout, <laughs> he'll be the first guy up. But you can't do that anymore. No. But but that's what I would do with him, right? Just like I always thought, someday, it still hasn't happened. I'm waiting for the day someday when someone gets a backup goalie who never plays except in a shootout. I mean, there have been games where fans have wanted one goalie or the other, right? One one goalie played 60 minutes or 65, yeah. I guess, with the overtime. And you just say, all right, and get him out of there and bring in the... <laughs> That's right, bring in the shootout specialist. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, now the other thing that maybe they'll do this in the future, probably not, is sort of do what football eventually did, right? Which is you just go, uh, okay, you can now dress 23 people. <laughs> right and <laughs> just expand and the rosters have, arbitrarily yeah yes exactly right right and then because i mean you know in the c and i know it's not the same but the cfl canadian football league that has 12 men on a field uh at least when i was growing up you could only dress 30 people so right that's 24 and then you had a, a backup quarterback well last time was the backup quarterback used to play defensive back but you know you had a couple of guys that did special things mm -hmm. whereas the nfl has 40 people and they only dress 11 that's a lot of special people <laughs> <laughs> so hockey could do that right <laughs> you just add a couple of roster moves and then you'd have a shootout specialist a shootout goalie special but that'll never happen but that's how i use kovalchuk so you're right they figured that one out and i thought that was great and they figured out the goalie now that's great and um and we'll see who else they trade yeah well that's <laughs> and ultimately I mean, that's it. They've i got think three weeks to figure it out yeah and i think that they probably have a real good sense of which of the rain players are going to be kings you know uh, for more than yeah. a call up some of them anyway yeah I know, I know, I do, but I won't say. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what I always say: if I see it, I yeah, find yeah. it hard to believe they, they don't. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that smart. Um, so um, you know what I mean. So I, th I think that I think they've actually done a good job of that. You know, and we all know the players, right? Like Grundstrom, Luff, J. A. D. Wagner. Um, I don't know who else has been coming up. Um, but, you know, this year they've sort of concentrated on those yeah. uh, four or five, and there might be another one. Or, I you suppose know, you could consider Lazat part of that crew. I mean, uh, Yes, I do, actually, because I think he's been a really pleasant surprise. But I, I think you have to, you know, you have to consider that, okay, um, is that a permanent thing? We'll see. You know, right now I like that line, Kempe, Lazat, Wagner, but, you know, are they going to win you the cup? No. Um, so I think all those guys, and I think they probably do have a good read on it. And then I think next year we'll start seeing, hopefully, Velarde, Turcotte, 
right? They'll bring up those guys. Yeah, Bjorn Fudd, um, all those guys. Yeah, Anderson, man. Bjorn Fudd, all those guys will come in, and we'll start, and maybe two or three years from now, um, as Kopitar and Brown and, you know, get, get older and, and you need to have these guys, then we'll see the team, you know, for the future. Well, it's interesting you say that because just to tie it all the way back to where we started the conversation, I was looking at those Clifford goals in the playoffs and I was looking at that roster in 2011, right? And it's just one year, one year away from them, right, winning the Stanley Cup. And in 2010, 2011, right, it's Clifford's rookie season. I'm going to pull up the roster here real quick. You had Clifford was 19. Braden Shen had played eight games. He was 19. Drew Doughty was 20. Lakhtyanov was 20. Oscar Moeller was 21. Jake Muzzin right. played 11 games. He was 21. Dwight King played six games. He was 21. Wayne Simmons was 22. Bernier was 22. Kopitar was 23. Johnson was 23. Martinez was 23. Right. Trevor Lewis was 23. Jonathan Quick was 24. Dustin Brown was 25. Brad Richardson was 25. Uh, Scott Parse, yeah. <laughs> for those who remember Scott Parse was twenty. Like, has a ton of guys in their yeah. early early twenties, and you think, wow, one year later, right? They made a couple right. trades, a couple huge trades. I grant you that. Yeah. Um, no, a couple huge trades and had a goalie, yeah. and right, and now it's. In, I don't think we're winning the cup next. No, year, no, but no, just, no, well, no. First, you have to make the playoffs <laughs> because we don't have a young no, no. Kopitar. Keep so in mind that team no, will no. end up. But but but, you know, but the point is Velarde's twenty, right? right Anderson Dolan is twenty. Turcotte's eighteen, yeah. right? Like three or four years yeah. from now, we could have the team that I just we no exactly. It's off. just a question of figuring out which of these, right? Which of these guys is are going to remain kings? Which ones can be like Shannon Simmons traded for somebody, or yeah. or which ones won't? And that's what I think they are figuring out. And that is hard because when they make trades, we don't see, well, what are they talking about behind closed doors? Right. You know, and that's, but then that's just part of being a fan. So, yeah, I guess talking it over and I feel better. <laughs> well, good. I <laughs> and, hope I hope the listeners feel better, too. <laughs> I do, too. Now, is Trevor Moore playing tonight? Is anybody I don't mentioned? know. I'm, and do I, Toronto play tonight? I assume John Rosen will have that information for anybody who... Ah wants to know but i i do not yet have that information well if i have if toronto's playing tonight i will tivo a word that most people don't seem to know i will (laughs) tivo the game (laughs) and the montreal game because they're playing the ducks yeah and then i can watch and i'll be an expert for our next call (laughs) i appreciate it thanks very much for joining you've caught me by surprise yeah well you know (laughs) Yeah, the people but they want—they want, the want a reaction. It's, so here it is. Yeah, no, and it's sports, right? It's fun. Yeah. All in all, it's you know, it's all in all. I love trades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I say sometimes they're heartbreaking, sometimes they're great. But the bottom line of this one is, we now have a chance to watch Peterson, and I think that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, he you know, he has been really, really phenomenal uh, down in Ontario, yeah. and he was great last year. And, and he was no, and that's what I say. I think it's, I think right. It, it we, we were so lucky to get quick, and quick's still good. But you know, it's always fun to see, right, a kid coming up who's really good. Who you think, okay, that's our guy for the next, you know, ten years. Um, I don't know if I'll be here for ten years, but what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. 
So it's good. I can't wait till tonight to see the game. Yeah, it should be exciting. I want to thank you for joining me, as always, Dad. Ah, my pleasure. And uh, thanks for listening, King Sans. We'll talk to you soon.